Hello everyone. This is the commercial real estate investing from A to Z podcast. And I'm your host, Steph Bodrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to be part of our real estate family and learn commercial real estate investing from A to Z. I'll be sharing with you tips and tricks for real estate investing while being mentored by a few people with several years of experience. And my goal is to keep things very straightforward because I value your time and you're here to learn. In this episode, you're going to learn how to get started with zero money down. If you're feeling a little overwhelmed by the fact that you need a lot of money to get started in real estate investing, fear not. There are other opportunities out there that you can partner up with people. And this is something I had no idea was possible in the beginning of my career. Here we go. I am here with Ellis Hammond, and I'm sure I'm saying his last name wrong. I said it already 10 times, but I cannot get it right. He will say it properly. Ellis is the founder of EllisHammond.com. He began his career as a Christian missionary, but soon saw the need to create wealth-building vehicles to support the causes that he and his wife were passionate about serving. Ellis started investing passively in commercial real estate deals in 2018 with a few other partners and now manages a network of investors that focus on acquiring commercial real estate properties in California and Arizona. Ellis, it sounds like you have had a great career so far. Is there anything else that our listeners should know about you? Stephanie, it is, uh, I'm so excited to be on here. Maybe I would share you know, just a little bit about my story because I think it should be encouraging for your listeners. I really started my career as a missionary and I was in the nonprofit world and I really had no idea how to build well, knew really zero about real estate investing, but really went on a journey as you kind of shared in my bio to figure that out because we needed to grow, we needed to create vehicles that produced wealth. I hope it can really help a lot of people who are listening today. I'm sure it will. And I know that you have accomplished a lot as a young investor. And today we're going to be discussing ways that anyone can get into real estate investing with or without money. Before we do that, I would love to hear what are some things that you did to get to where you are and what are some things that you wish you did when you were starting. Build your network before you need your network is the best advice I can give to someone who wants to get started into real estate. Stephanie, maybe you could speak to this, like, you know, starting a podcast, you've been able to meet people. What do you say? Just kind of getting out there already has probably 10x your journey. Yes, I agree. I started personally by having a mentor and then I went on a few events that mm -hmm. I met incredible people. And yeah, a network is definitely a number one priority. <laughs> For me, that's really how... I went from not owning any real estate to, you know, doing $10 million last year, probably at least doing, we have two deals right now we're looking at, it'll be over $15 million in real estate. So it's exactly like I found a mentor and that mentor really opened me up to his network and other networks. I showed up at conferences that have people that you want to connect with. And then the second thing really been helping me out a lot is LinkedIn. 
and just connecting with people and getting to know people through LinkedIn. And that is a sales way. What's nice about doing this early on is that you have nothing to sell them. <laughs> you know, you're so unique on LinkedIn right now, but you don't have anything. All you're looking for is advice and mentorship and helping get started. And so that's still the approach I take. Hey, I'm 28. I did $10 million in real estate last year. Well, I got a couple more deals on the hook. I'm looking for more help. I'm looking for advice. Can we talk? Can we jump on the phone? Can I come connect with you, buy you a coffee or a beer? and just pick your brain. That for me has been life-changing. And there is a popular song that I always like to quote, um, and I don't even know who is the song owner. <laughs> Ask for money, get advice. Ask for advice, get money twice. And that is <laughs> hand in hand with what you're talking about. And I completely agree. One of my mentors, that's what he tells me all the time. If you, if, you, uh, if you ask for money, you get advice. And if you ask for advice, you get money. And that's true. I mean, I don't know how directly correlated that is. You can't put a price tag on that. But building that brand, building that reputation, you know, because if people always, if you're coming to them, you're always asking for something that they have to dish out of pocket for they're going to start avoiding you, <laughs> you know, but if they feel like they're really needed, not just for their money, then there's a relationship and that's key. Why don't we get started and talk about what are some ways that people can get into real estate investing without any money? And at least from my journey, it hasn't been that complicated and I don't want to overcomplicate it. I think the nice thing about commercial real estate, and that's what this podcast is all about is commercial real estate. And so let's talk about that. And we won't even talk about the single family stuff. So let's, let's go into commercial real estate. And it's a team sport is what I like to say that there are multiple roles within commercial real estate. That's why I like it. That's why I really got out of the single family space because commercial real estate allows you to specialize in what your superpower is. You know, the next thing I tell people is build your network, but then like figure out what your superpower is. What are you really good at doing? For me, I'm really good at networking. I'm really good at building relationships. You know, as a missionary, that's what I was doing. I was mm -hmm. raising funds to support our, our nonprofit. I was building relationships with people and helping them grow spiritually. As I got into commercial real estate, I saw that one of the roles is raising money. And so it's finding the deals or finding the money. That's essentially what it comes down to. So which one of those can you really begin to play a part in? And so I went out and networked with the guys who were finding the deals, who were good deal finders, who had the relationships with the brokers. And I said, hey, if I can bring you a million dollars, if I can bring you $2 million because of my network, Would you be interested? Could we partner together? And I made that phone call enough times. I made, I showed up to enough, enough conferences where I finally met a few people who I trusted, who were doing really great deals, who would be mentors for me. And they're like, you know what? Sure. I'd love that, you know, or I, I'd love to, I'd love to bring you along into our next deal. And so that's essentially how I got started. Stephanie was, I went and reached back out to my network of supporters and people who had been friends for our nonprofit and said, Hey, If I was to put something together like this, this type of deal, would you be interested? The key here, again, is I had already built a network before I needed a network. And it wasn't even about real estate. This was about the nonprofit space, but because there was a trust that had been built and a reputation that had been built, it wasn't that hard to go and ask them for a sizable amount of money to go and invest in a deal. Now, that first deal, I didn't get a ton of people, but I got a few and it got me started. And that was key. Can you share about the finances? How does that look? And you don't need to give me exact numbers, but can you just give our listeners an average of, let's say, if they were to raise all of the funds or 50% of the funds for a particular deal, how much would they own 
of that deal. Normally, in like some of these big commercial deals, the capital raise, the person who's raising the capital can normally get paid 2 to 3% on the money that they raise. Say you you have a network, you have some people you think would be interested in placing money into real estate deals and you could go find those opportunities. If you raised a million dollars, you could essentially make 2 to 3% right off the get-go on that million dollars you bring into the deal. So that's nice to kind of get some money right away. But the nice thing about commercial real estate is you don't, I mean, you could just work for a fee, but I, I want to be a partner in this deal. And the people that I'm investing with, I'm, I'm not just raising money, putting their money into the deal and walking away. I'm, I'm a partner with them. They're coming alongside of me as I invest. And then I want to make sure I'm building long-term partnerships with the operators. And so I also want to negotiate an equity piece. So normally for syndications and what we do is syndication. So there's a there's two sides of the deal. There's the general partner who's the sponsor, the operator, those who are putting together the deal. And then there are the investors, which are the, called the limited partnership. So what I try to negotiate for is a percentage of the general partnership and their equity so that I have consistent cash flow throughout the life of the project. I'm involved in the project as well because I'm not just raising the money. I, you know, On some of these deals, I may be helping look at the area. I may be looking at the numbers together. We're talking about how to execute on our business plan. So for me, it just allows me to be part of the deal alongside of my investors. And that has worked really well. So to answer your question, normally, if you're raising all of the money, you would look to have about 10% of the deal or 25 to 40% of the general partnership equity. That's amazing. So that's a way that people can get started without a penny <laughs> to their name. Right. Really incredible. So huge opportunity, in my opinion. There is another side to this that you could start with, and that is finding deals. Can you elaborate a little bit there? If you don't like asking people for money, then the best thing you can start doing is looking for deals. And right now in this market, if you get really good at finding deals, you're gold. People will pay to find good deals because good deals are hard to find, especially in this market. This is a superpower, I think, because it takes a ton of follow-up. It takes a ton of detailed work. I've tried to kind of do both sides. And for me, I just realized that a lot goes into this one, but I know how to do it. And I'd be happy to share with your listeners some way they can get started if you think that's helpful. That would be great. Let's talk about office spaces, retail Perfect. spaces. You can go to a website called List Source, L-I-S-T Source, List Source. It's a database website. And essentially you can filter by asset class. You can filter by equity in the deal, what the size of the deal, square footage of the deal. So if you're just getting started, a lot of people go tell you to work with brokers, but you don't have a track record. So why would brokers want to talk with you? You don't have any money, you know, like you don't have anything. So the best case is you got to figure out how to go direct to the seller. What I would go do is I'd go to list source. I'd figure out my criteria or, you know, I've lined up a couple buyers. You've been to these networking events. You know what these people are looking for. You've found a couple operators, you know, hey, they focus on 30,000 square foot office retail mixed use in urban areas. And so let's say you go and you look at Phoenix, you come draw out the radius of Phoenix. You can do all this on list source. You type in, I want anywhere from 20,000 to 50,000 square foot. I want to look at properties that have not been sold in the last 10 years. The reason I like 10 years is because there's a lot of equity in the deal. People might be ready to sell. It's an older buyer. They might be just looking to get out. And then you just download that list for a small price. And what that does is gives you now the addresses of all the qualified addresses that you would go then do. And I'm hoping I'm explaining this well. You can stop me and ask questions, Stephanie. But what you have to go do is find the contacts 
for these addresses. And so this gets a little bit tricky, but this is why it takes a detailed person. It's not hard to do if you're consistent. Now you have the addresses and the best way to do this is to go to the Secretary of State website. And you can hire a VA to do this or, or some college student is what I normally do to do this. But you go to the Secretary of State website and you can type in those addresses and that will give you the name of the LLC and the person who owns that LLC. And now you have the owner of this office or retail place. Unlike single family, most of these places are owned by an LLC. So you're not just going to easily find their name. You have to go to the Secretary of State website, find the owner's contact information behind the LLC. And then the third and final step, now that you have their name, you can use a skip tracing software and get all their contact information. And now you just implement a marketing strategy. You can call them, you can email them, you can send them letters, and you just start building relationships with these owners. If you can get good at that and you can build a system of finding deals and building relationships with these owners, and maybe they're not ready to sell right now, but maybe they, they talk to you, they like you, they say, I'm not ready now, but follow up with me. Well, six months later, you follow up, they're not ready. Six months later, they're not ready. Maybe a year and a half from now, they'll be ready to sell. Boom, you do a $10 million deal, someone pays you 2% on that. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of work, but it's also, it pays off if you could do that a couple times a year. Exactly. And everything that pays money is, is work, especially in the beginning. <laughs> right. And I know that was a lot. I hope, I'm, I'm sure, I hope that was helpful for your listeners, but this does take work. That's why most people don't get into this. You know, it's not something you mm -hmm. can just sit down for a day and do. It takes relationship building. It takes time, but we're talking about $10 million transactions. It doesn't take 40 of them to get rich. You know, it, it takes one a year to change your life. If you do one, if you can figure out how to get part of one deal, find the deal or find the money, the snowball effect of that can change your life. Just to sum it up, to make sure that all the steps are pretty clear for finding deals, you find a sponsor first. You say, if I find a property for you, will you be my partner? And then you go to list source, you pay a small fee to get a few names of property owners that have your criteria. So in this example, it could be an office building in Arizona, let's say Phoenix, whoever owns a few offices building of a specific size in Phoenix, give me all of these property owners names. Well, you'll get the address and you'll get the name of the LLC from list source. And okay. then from the LLC, you go to the secretary of state website and that's where you can pull their names. Perfect. So then you get the, the LLC that owns these properties and these addresses through list source. And then you go to the Secretary of State website to find who the actual owner of the LLC is. And then as a last step, you use a skip tracing software to get their full contact information or you pay a virtual assistant, hopefully somewhere that is cheap uh, per hour to find the owner's contact information. And then you start Yeah, calling. they're going to charge you about, they're going to charge you about 50 cent a contact to, to do that, Perfect. to do that. Got it. And then you start contacting the property owners and building relationships with them. And then when is the right time to sell? And then, and if the deal fits the criteria of that real estate investor, the partnership is formed correct? You hope so, right? I mean, that's why yeah. you want to make sure things are lined up and you're building relationships and you're somebody that they want to work with. If your listener is like, oh, this is me. I could love to do this. Great. If you want to find 75 plus unit multifamily 
apartment complexes in Phoenix and give me a call. Maybe we can work together. <laughs> this is awesome. When I got started, I had no idea that we could partner up with other people, <laughs> either through, yeah. through raising capital or finding deals. And this is, this is huge, especially in the beginning of your career. You know, it only takes one. And then once you get started, it, there's a lot of grunt work in the beginning, but it does begin to get easier. You know, just like raising money, I mean, you get better at this. You you get introduced to other people. Or if you're finding deals, you know, you start doing a couple of deals in a market and you can get your name in that. Then then you can go to a broker and say, hey, these are the couple of deals that we've done. And now you have some credibility. So it takes some hard work in the beginning, but it does begin to, and I'm experiencing this now, it's, it's easier to raise money or, or find partners who want to invest with us because... There's a track record. They, they can see sure. our performance. In the beginning, I didn't have anything to show. It was just me. It's all about getting started. You know, and I think you know this, Stephanie, it is exactly how we got connected. It's all about relationships. And maybe, I don't know if I would say it with every business because I haven't been a part of every business, but it sure is about relationships in the real estate side of things. Agree. Is there anything else that you think our audience should know? Figure out what your superpower is. Figure out what you're really good at. And then try and if, and if commercial real estate is what makes sense and it's where that, you know, you have a passion to be a part of then figure out how to use that strength. That's where you're going to be most effective. And so that's what I would say. And I'd love to help in any way that I can. I, I've kind of put together a, a starter packet for mostly people who want to be involved in the passive side of things. And so I have a due diligence checklist when you're going through a deal that I'd love to send to people. And then I've also kind of put together just a couple of the early podcasts and articles that I read that were really helpful for me to understand as a passive investor, what should I be looking for when I look at a sponsor? What should I be looking for when they send me a deal deck? They reach out to me, I can send them one of our one of our old deal decks so they can get familiar with what one looks like. And so be happy to do that. Just shoot me an email or go to my website, which is ellishammond.com. Sign up for my newsletter and I'll be happy to send that over. That's very helpful. Thank you so much for offering that. How can our listeners get in touch with you? You can email me at invest at ellishammond.com. Or of course, you can find me on LinkedIn. I post pretty much daily on LinkedIn. I have a ton of content and uh, love really use that platform a lot. So if you want to you network via LinkedIn, you can find me there as well. And I will post all of these links under the podcast description, as well as the blog post. So you guys can get in touch with Ellis and learn a little bit more from him and get some of these packages of information that he has put together. This is a um, very important podcast for people that are getting started. And I really, really appreciate your time. And hopefully a few people will re reach out to you to get to know you better and learn a little bit more from you. Thanks, Stephanie. I love what you're doing. I mean, you people should just, should just do what you do if they're just getting started. You know, I think you're doing all the right steps and building your network and just learning and, and figuring out who, who should you be partnered with. So, so they should just, they should just do what Stephanie does, everybody. Just follow her, her lead. So thanks so much for having me. You're too kind. Thank you, Alice. Make sure to subscribe to our channel or share this with anyone who may find it helpful on their commercial real estate investing journey. I will see you next time.